sometimes I think like uh, you end up having to already put into practice what you've uh, prepared. And I've really not struggled in preparing it, but I struggled this morning and I've really had to kind of uh, fix my eyes on Jesus, knowing that he is uh, the rock on which I stand and my strength. And uh, I've been very emotional this morning already, so I hope I can get through this. It's a very different style to Peter's. <laughs> then I'm different to Peter's, so that's fine. So, I feel really echoey. Is that, is that just normal with this thing? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm thinking about Psalm uh, 33. Um, so, Psalm 33 comes in a, a group of a few uh, Psalms, 31, 32, 33, and we find some instruction on worship. We know, we all know we should worship, but um, in these uh, Psalms, uh, just get a bit of information on how we should do it. And in Psalm 33, we find a call to praise God, um, that we find some reasons of why we should praise Him, and then what uh, that leads to. So I want to read the Psalm. Um, you can follow it. Thank you, Aaron. Um, and then thinking about those things. So thinking about the call to praise God, see if you can find some of the reasons that why we should praise him, and then uh, ends up with um, what we should do. So let me read it. Psalm 33. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with a harp. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He's faithful for all he does, in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the water of the sea into jars, he puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him, for he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. Bless... Oh. You can't read and cry at the same time. It doesn't work. <laughs> Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts, he who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. The horse is is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our strength and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord even as we put our hope in you. Good grief. <laughs> so, it starts off... I'll just let whoever's doing that mastermind it. Um, the psalm starts in verse 1 to 3 with a call to praise God. We need to stir ourselves to praise him. It's not an invitation 
but a command. So therefore, not dependent on how I feel or what's going on around me. And I feel like that's definitely me this morning. It's not like anything bad is going on, but just, oh, just arrived a bit like that this morning. And so just close my eyes, fixing my eyes on God, going, I will praise you because you're worthy of my praise this morning. And it says things like sing joyfully, praise the Lord, make music. And so in these first few verses, encourages us to shout, praise, give thanks, make melody, sing, praise that engages our minds, emotions, and our bodies, and to use new songs, therefore keeping it fresh. Um, the next main section of the psalm, verses 4 to 19, um, we find some pr- reasons why we should praise him, and uh, I'll put it into kind of five uh, headings. Okay, so we've got... We should praise him, rejoice in him because of his word. His word is the Bible is reliable, it's true, it's trustworthy. Um, it does, he does all that he promises. And therefore, in order to kind of use that to help us in our praise, we need to then read it and study it. And I guess over the years, as I've kind of read it, um, sort of sideline really of just we can use what we know of the Bible to pray and bring worship back to God, but also to declare his truth. And I was just thinking about what some of the important, I mean, there are loads of verses which are uh, great for building a life from, but what are the ones which kind of, in recent times, have I uh, used to uh, declare my kind of worship to God? Uh, things like Psalm 40, when it says, I wait patiently for the Lord. He heard, turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of a slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on the rock and gave me a place to stand. It's one I use quite a lot. Psalm 121 says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And Ephesians 2.10 says, uh, for it's by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourself, it's the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. There are loads of verses. Uh, there are ones which have been important to me in recent times. Find the verses which are important to you, stand on them, uh, declare them, and use them as your praise uh, to God. So the first thing of why we should praise God is because of his word. Second thing, verses 4 and 5, talks about his character. He's righteous, just, unfailing love. He's faithful. Spend time with God to get to know him. Next one. Um, we should praise him because of his works, verses 6 to 9. His works in creation. He spoke and it came into being. We should marvel at creation and the one who created it. I know when, oh, I love the outdoors. I love being in the outdoors doing things. And particularly if I guess, if I'm feeling overwhelmed by things, I'll go for a walk, I'll look at creation, I'll marvel at the stars, the beauty of uh, nature around. And it just reminds me of how, amazing and powerful uh, God is, that nothing is impossible uh, for him and stirs me to want to see uh, his power at work in my life, in the life of those that uh, I love around me and the work, uh, want to see increase of his power at work here. Yes. Uh, one, two, three, four. Fourthly, verses 10 and 11, uh, we should praise him because of his sovereign power. He is in control 
Uh, earthly ideas come and go, as so do the leaders of these ideas. But God's plans and purposes don't change and will last forever. And that just leads me to a place of feeling very secure and safe that God is in control of everything. Um, next, um, we've got verse 12 to 19, and we should praise him because of his great purpose. God is enthroned, but not distant. He knows us and cares for us. And you know, that's an amazing truth that as I'm in, out of my walk or running creation and I, I'm thinking, wow, you created all of this, you're amazing, you're in control of everything, but yet he loves me, he knows me, he understands me, he gets me, which is often more than I do myself. So that's great. <laughs> um, you don't want to laugh at that, it's not a joke. Uh, <laughs> um, and... All of those things, so I've got, we should praise God for his word, his character, his works, his sovereign power, his great purpose. And kind of what does that lead to? And it ends with, oh, it's gone. It's verses 20 to 22. It says, the Psalms tells us to wait on God, which is an active thing. And I was thinking about, what does that mean to kind of wait on God, really? And I was thinking a bit about when I'm teaching, um, uh, Part of often one of the sessions is about you know, speaking and listening skills. And I'm thinking, like, uh, listening isn't just about uh, being quiet. It's not just about not talking. It's not just the opposite of that. But uh, listening is an active thing. You actually train children to kind of listen to you in the class. It's not just like they're just sitting there, but you want them to kind of uh, understand what's going on. And I was thinking, well, what's, that, what's the equivalent of that with waiting with God? And I think... It is an active thing. As we wait on God, um, we're not just sitting doing nothing, um, but we're on a journey in that waiting. Uh, reminding me back to you know, when I lived in Ghana for a while, there was lots of waiting there. Waiting for meetings to start, hours. Waiting for buses, hours worth. Waiting for people to turn up for thing, things. And you had to learn not to be frustrated. In our society, someone's a few minutes late and we're going, where are they? I'm wasting time. I've got so many things to do. Out there, it was like, we just sit and wait. And, uh, and I was thinking, you know, you couldn't get frustrated in that. You actually had to kind of learn what to do in that time, whether you spent the time just kind of sitting there or whether you spent the time praying or what was it you are going to do in that time. And I was thinking... That's what we need to do when we're waiting on God. So the psalm tells us to wait on God um, in hope and rejoice in him. And where are my notes? Um, So, yeah, just wanted to end, really. I was thinking about what are the things I'm longing and waiting for? What are the things that you are longing and waiting for? Uh, either personally or for this church or for this nation. And in that time, uh, I think that God would say that ye, we need to keep trusting him, we need to keep worshipping him. I know that's not always uh, easy. Um, and sometimes it's really difficult when you know God could do something like that, and he doesn't, and so you have to wait. Um, but this psalm, I think, just gives us some real tools to help us beyond our emotions and circumstances. It says that in that waiting, we need to praise him. And sometimes we don't know how to do that. So I think it gives us some uh, key ways, focus, points to focus on. We can focus back to his word. We can think about his character. We can 
think about his works, we can think about his suffering power, we can think about his great purpose, and in that we can um, praise him and receive from him. And I think as we reflect on his greatness and the wonder of God, we can find rest for our souls, knowing he's in control and his plans will succeed. Amen. Amen.